when we last left off, Ochiate <clears throat> was staring at Space Dumpster's ass, and he was going to get himself two quarters. Two quarters? To bounce off that ass. <laughs> Ayo! <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is your host and Game Master, Kat. Since our last episode released, I've had a couple of really cool and exciting things happen. Last week, I released a fun little zine-style game called Zipper Merge. It's a two-player game where you play as drivers stuck in traffic together in different cars. I think it's pretty neat, and I'm proud as heck of it. This week, while I was supposed to be editing the episode, I also wrote and designed from the ground up a small lyric game about grief. I'll just let you know up front that it is explicitly about processing your real-life grief and isn't an RPG so much as a healing experience. The game is pay what you want, and all the money that I make from it is going to be going to the Epilepsy Foundation to further research into seizure disorders. One more quick thing before the regular plugs. I'm going to try to do something new with each episode going forward. At the top of the episode, I'm going to talk about an indie RPG Kickstarter that I'm excited about. This week, I want to talk about Tomorrow on Revelation 3. It's a game about building community against all odds on a hyper-capitalist space station. The Kickstarter is live for another 26 days as of this episode's release, and there will be a link in the show notes for the campaign and the games that I mentioned before. Now on to our regular plugs. If you'd like to hear more from the crew of the Aurum, you can check out our other podcasts, Unsound Theories and Marking Out with My Girlfriend. Marking Out also broadcasts live every other Friday at twitch.tv slash so says media. And you can catch the VOD a few days later on our YouTube. The link will be in the show notes. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is what podcasts are built on, and getting a friend to listen along with you is an exciting way to be a part of the process. The other thing you can do that really, truly helps us is to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other app that lets you review podcasts. Every five-star review helps new people find the show and gets us closer to being able to make even better content for you. Speaking of which, if you'd like to contribute financially, it would mean the world to us. By supporting us on Patreon for even as little as a dollar a month, you can help us grow in what we're able to do and how frequently we do it. If you'd like to contribute, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash sosasmedia. There you'll find exclusive Patreon cuts of some of our shows and the special bonus one-shots that we produce monthly. This month, Kira and I played The Ground Itself, and we took a pretty different angle of approach to the ground itself. We talked about the forums on a dying MMO and the people who played the game and loved it. It's really cool, and I think we did something fairly unique with the game. Okay, now that I've got all that out of the way, let's go back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You recognize a Crimson Dawn outpost. Ah, so this is the one that caused trouble out front. What's your name, friend? Alec. Ochiate. Pleasure. I just landed on planet. Just looking to play some sabak. Maybe get a Corellian whiskey. A little bit far out of the way, don't you think, for someone just to sit down and have a glass over some cards? I got a home. I got people that care about me. There's something inside of you that's calling, isn't there? I have an offer for you. I work for some very powerful people. And she pulls out the disruptor pistol she had hidden underneath the table. 
Welcome to Dealing with Crimson Dawn, motherfuckers. So when you said that there is always a choice... You can choose to walk out of here. Well, you do know how to bargain. Back on the Aurum. Wait, SD, are, are we doing a pincer attack? Do y'all really want to try to sneak into Crimson Dawn? Sirs, if we're going to do an infiltration, probably want the whole squad with us. Your pre-planned preparations have been completed. When a speeder pulls up to the arm and honks their speeder horn. Well, see you on the other side, I guess. I don't know how much you know of Crimson Dawn's internal politics, but the organization has been fracturing. I want the best and brightest with me when we take power. So you've been reviewing the mission plans for the last like two hours mm-hmm. and it's time um, for you to get into position to execute the mission. I have a question. Yes. That I can ask in character. It's a little bit before you head out. Keel, Tina approaches you. Um, Keel is in his pilot's chair just doing anything to keep his mind off of what's ahead Mm -hmm. very unsuccessfully. Uh, Credit for your thoughts, sir. Sorry, credit for your thoughts, Keel. Habits. Sorry. Uh, Tiener, yeah, what's up? Uh, I had a quick question. How do we plan on getting the Orum to the landing zone if you're inside the base blowing up the fuel orb and... Reavers with SD. Criff, I hadn't thought of that. Well, Matchstick and I are going to head out shortly to prep the explosives. Right. You probably want to get away from the explosives before they go off. Well, they make they usually ideal. Probably um, for the best, so I would like yeah. you to come back in one piece. I would also like to come back in one piece. Um, Do you think that... Um, do you think that you'll have any trouble getting in? I I don't know. This is probably the biggest operation that I've taken on, and I don't know. I've got matchsticks, but we're going to do our best. Well, Kale, if it means anything, I've got... Um, it pulls out, like, a little origami flower. Uh, I remember reading about um, a clone who always carried one of these into battle, and... It brought him good luck. So I think it would be... Would you want to take this? It's... Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Tina. Um, that means a lot. And just knowing that you have Plex's back is... have got to keep the captain safe. Um, you know. Yeah. First priority, right? Yeah. Plex is a very important member of the team and we can't do any of this without her. So we'll do our best boys and I managed to uh, scrape together a ragtag set of replacement armor so she'll be pretty well protected. I trust you. Give him hell, sir. Keel. You too, Tina. His hand lingers on the back of the chair just for like an extra second and then he walks away. <laughs> what, Aaron? What? What? <laughs> Am I not allowed to romance my own wife in character? I mean, yes, but I'm going to point out that it's yes. really gay. Gay. Kind of as Tina exits the room, we hear a call on the comms, on ship comms. Uh, that's Kippen 
Captain Plex to barracks. Captain Plex to barracks, please. And, like, as that happens, the scene kind of does one of those camera tricks where it looks like the camera just turns and there's Plex. Like, Plex, what are you doing when you get this calm? Probably just in her bunk. Like, going over plans on a data pad? Yeah. Or, okay. Is Plex the kind of person who, once a mission is secure and, like, she knows what the mission is, she's going to be able to relax until it's time to go? Or is Plex the kind of person who obsesses over the fine details of the mission until the very last second and then starts to let things go once things... Definitely obsessing over the fine details, like, making sure every point is noted and people's positions are well known. Mm-hmm. And, like, the timing of everything and all that. Yeah. It's like, I if she doesn't hear Keel and Matchstick leave at exactly the right time, she'll probably freak out. <laughs> right. I guess the only... It, so it's probably very stressful for Plex, given that she has no idea where SD is going to be in yeah. all of this. Ideally, he's getting Kroskasum. Ideally. But you just kind of have to hope he's not at either the power station or the fuel orb when that happens. <laughs> Well, he knows what to expect, so yeah, hopefully... He can't defy a direct order on the first day. Yeah. Hoping. Anyway, so you get that communication. Um, how quickly do you head down to the barracks? Immediately. It's what Plex would want from anyone else, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you get there, um, Kippen, Jack, and Orange are kind of like standing in formation but like a little too close so it, it it's, it's pretty obvious that they're hiding something behind them uh kipton yes Kipton. wanted to uh before the mission started uh give you a prison i know that's weird but we managed to cobble something together for you sir okay let's uh, see it okay um he turns around and hands you a like kit that's basically like kind of in a toolbox almost uh sir it's a set of armor thank you very much guys is it to my measurements uh orange is a pretty good seamstress sir (laughs) all right uh it should fit you and we wanted you to have armor for the sake of well, for the sake of the mission, but also to let you know that you're part of the squad and we'll do everything to protect you. Plex takes a moment to, like, reassure her face and how she's standing and everything. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say to that. Don't need to say anything, sir. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. We can uh, uh, keep them hell, right? Okay, I have one question, though. Sir. How do I get this on? Um, I think they all kind of like <laughs> break into laughter. And... <laughs> oh, uh, the kid's fairly straightforward. Here, I'll show you how to put it on. And I think there's like a little moment of Plex getting dressed into the armor. And the scene cuts over to Space Dumpster along with, I guess you're with Felsum Less still, who's supposed to be taking you to quarters. I believe that was the plan. 
so uh, you uh, you like working at the Crimson Dawn then? All right, not not one for small talk. I I get it. We all like Crimson Dawn enough. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Seems to be one of those places. I'm sure I'll get used to it. Anyhow, if you just want to show me to my room, at least get settled in before, you know, start my training and new guy stuff. Your quarters are this way. Your orientation will be in an hour. An hour? It's already well into the afternoon. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue. That's yeah. All right. Well, it's a bit cramped, I'll say, compared to uh, my old quarters. But, um, you know, one man's cramped is another man's cozy, as they as they say. Um, it'll do fine. It'll. Yeah. Thanks. I feel like Felsum just leaves. He's not the kind of person to say you're welcome. Apparently. Uh, as far as you're aware, just from the vibe that you get off of him, Felsum doesn't like you. Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I would like to check if there are cameras or microphones in my room. Yeah, do a roll. Wait, wait, wait. This is a role playing game? Mm -hmm. Nope. Don't be silly. What kind of role? Perception. It's not one I'm terribly good at. <sighs> Difficulty. I could see a case being made for Skullduggery too, but I would call that a hard difficulty. I mixed up Genesis dice. <laughs> um, um, two threats. Okay. I know exactly how these threats are going to work out. Okay. You're kind of scouring your quarters for surveillance equipment. Mm-hmm. When the door opens. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. You're awfully short for a stormtrooper. No. Uh, the, the door opens. Hey, Alec, how are you? You sell into your new quarter? What are you doing up there? I, sm I, I smelled something funny. It almost smelled like exhaust fumes. And I was just trying to figure out, like, where it was coming from. Y'all burning something? Do Rodians have a good sense of smell? Yes, they are good hunters. I don't, I don't smell nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh. Might have just been like stress or something, you know? Um, Pretty stressful day, huh? Uh, no doubt, friend. No doubt. I mean, like you, what you, when it's a back, you lose your life in a sense. You, uh, you know, get absconded by old Frankie the bug. Yeah. Yep. It was a pretty exciting day for you. And you got basic training coming up? That's what they tell me. I'm a little scared, to be honest. I, I don't know what to expect. You got what, like an hour before then? Yeah. Do you want a quick tour? I would I would love a tour. Yeah, show me everything. All right, follow me. As you exit the barracks, you see a spherical structure encased in spiraling catwalks that lead up to a space patrolled by two men with blaster rifles. You feel a breeze blow past you. It carries the faintest hint of Rhydonium. You're pretty sure that this is going to be a hot spot within the next two hours, so you make a mental note to stay clear. As you turn, you see a building with billowing smoke coming out of exhaust pipes at a steady pace. Smoke, see? 
That must have been the exhaust I was smelling. Okay. Yeah, no, I maybe. I mean, that's just water vapor. Oh, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's the power station. Uh, the, the most important place on the base. And you walk past the power station. So this is the mess hall. It's the gym. And it's the shooting range. Well, that's quite a multi-purpose building. You know, we thought about putting an auditorium in there, but it just didn't seem to fit. Do do y'all have much need for an auditorium around here? Not particularly. That's why we didn't build it. Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, we got a bit of time. Do you want to grab some food? It's probably been a pretty long day for you, huh? Well, yeah, but like, seems like this place is pretty complex. Um, well, it is a complex. But Frankie... This is why I appreciate you. Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing the rest of it and then maybe grabbing a quick snack before orientation. Just so I know my way around, don't get lost. Yeah, that's fair. Let's grab a nutrient bar and uh, we'll eat while we walk. You know, it's a great idea, Frankie. This is is why we get along. You're, You're full of good ideas. Right on the same level. Uh, what do you want? Do you want, like, uh... Bantha meat flavor? Do you want like I once I once had a mailaroon mailaroon fruit bar that I think this company made. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We got um we got the Bantha milk chocolate mailaroon flavor. We got white chocolate macadamia. Weird planet that that comes from. Huh. Well, um, I don't know that my stomach needs anything new that I haven't tried. I'll I'll stick with the mailaroon. He grabs your bar and tosses it over to you. All right, let's keep moving. All right. So, uh, building next to us is... I'm not allowed to talk about that one. You got to get better security clearance. Wait, I can't even know what it is? Let's just say it's uh, R&D. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Uh, You know Ochiata's tower? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous, right? Um, okay, so to the left is the enhanced interrogation rooms. Those are going to be where you spend a bit of time. Wait, why? Well, you know, sometimes people try to steal a couple hundred thousand credits and worth of spice. And, you know, we got to find out where they keep it. Oh, and that's going to be one of my jobs? And potentially we'll see how you do in training. You know, you can kind of get assigned based on uh, where your skill lies. Sure. All right. All right. You have to do like one or two days interning in the enhanced interrogation rooms, but you know, it's, it is what it is. Sounds interesting. So out here is just most of the, you know, offices. We got a couple cubicles. Your accountants and whatnot. Uh, Frege taps his snoot. Exactly. Snoot, snoot, snoot. Gotcha. Yep. A couple more pretty important buildings, you know, hangar, whatever. It's boring. It's a hangar, right? Oh, well, I mean, there's good stuff inside. I mean, it's a hangar. Yeah, but like hangars, uh, you see one hangar, you see them all, right? Like the hangar Mm. itself is not interesting. It's the contents. You know, I find that every hangar's got its own quirks. Some are easier to work in than others. You know, it's just it's a matter of layout. And people don't think about this when they're designing a hangar. 
But if you have to walk all the way across the hangar to get a vacuum hose and then to the other side of the hangar to get the clamp to install the vacuum hose, like, sure, it might be aesthetically pleasing because everything's out of the way, but you're just not going to get work done as fast as you should. Uh, sorry, I'm 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 boring no, no, you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm liking this. You see, so we're gonna we're gonna work well together. A pilot and a mechanic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always wanted to work with a Rodian pilot as a mechanic. I just um, something about that seems like it would work, huh? Yeah, yeah. We get we get along pretty good. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I got two more things to show you. One of these is probably the most important part of this base. Oh. He takes you out the like open like awning front mm-hmm. of the hangar. So right here we have where we buy all our calf. You're right. That is a mightily important place. We uh, put it by the hangar because you know mechanics and engineers need that calf. Makes sense. Everyone else in the main office uses calf pods. Oh gosh, it just ain't the same though. Nah, and they're terrible for the environment, but what are you going to do? I suppose. And then uh, we got air traffic control over there, and then the engineer's office over here. And that's about everything. All right. Quite the quite the situation you got going on here. It's yeah, we uh, have a pretty big, pretty big place. Impressive, really. Um, uh, you know. Like, so where, so wait, this isn't, this isn't like Crimson Dawn, headquarters right this is just like an outpost all right never mind so allowed to com- know that uh, no you're 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 in the you're in the gang you're allowed to know uh we are not exactly crimson dawn is under some let's say duress going through a uh change in leadership recently oh and there's a little bit of a power struggle going on don't that always seem to be the way? Yeah, it's kind of live by the sword, die by the sword. Or, you know, it happens. So uh, this one Galoomp says he's in charge of Crimson Dawn. Ochiate says she's in charge of Crimson Dawn. We got a whole third of the guy who claims that he's some sort of like space wizard and he's destined to be in charge of Crimson Dawn. <laughs> Well, that just seems silly. Right? You know, as a kid, I always wanted to believe in the Jedi. Used to read about the Clone Wars. I mean, heck, I I was a kid when the Clone Wars were still happening. But yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen a Jedi. And I always figured they were just tales that the Republic told to, you know, keep us every folk hopeful. Anyhow, yeah. Yeah, no, the the Jedi, uh, as far as I'm aware, at least, not a thing. But I well, could be wrong. I mean, <laughs> I'd be willing to meet this uh, this Crimson Dawn fellow who claims to be one anyway. Oh, that would uh, be interesting. That might happen sooner than later. You know, we uh, have some plans to uh, consolidate power soon. Oh, interesting. So that's why we need uh, recruits like you. I mean, fair enough. I'll tell you, like, engineering is my specialty. Less so than, say, interrogation, as it were. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they can pick me up there. That's, you know, that would be nice. 
we try to match people with where there's a need and where there's a skill set. And if your skill set's in uh, fixing things rather than breaking people, we put you with fixing things. I appreciate that. But let me tell you, you, you ain't ever had as much fun as you have in a good torture session. I'll just... I will just have to take your word for it right now, Frankie. Probably for the best. Frankie's word is gold around here. I couldn't believe it any other way. All right, let's get you back to quarters. Oh, yeah. About that time, huh? Jeez, that really flew by. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty big base. Yeah. All right. So I'll get back to quarters. Where where do I show up for the actual orientation? They'll come get you. And then ah. you headed to uh, the shooting range, gym, and mess hall. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck out there. It ain't gonna be easy, but it sure as hell is worth it. <sighs> I appreciate it. See you around here, Frankie. See you around, Alec. Look forward to working with you. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple of minutes later, there's a knock at your door. They don't let themselves in this time like Frankie did. Uh, I go open the door. It's uh, just a assorted group of thugs. Well, howdy. I assume you are here to take me to orientation? Yes, we're here to bring you to orientation. Well, great. I'm I'm ready. You get hit in the stomach by the butt of a blaster rifle. (laughs) They slap some binders on you and drag you over to the barracks, drag you from the barracks all the way over to the mess hall slash gym slash shooting range. I didn't realize it was that kind of training session. I didn't realize it was this kind of orientation. (laughs) Buddy, you just joined a gang. What kind of orientation do you think it was? Well, for a gang, frankly, you got an awful good enterprise going on. I mean, you have like an office building with accountants. Did you punch the accountants in the gut? The accountants are uh, volunteers. Gotcha. Oh, jeez. Well, you didn't have to go so hard. Oh, I'm old. Look, I don't care. You got to get jumped in. It's just the rules. You know, it's interesting for um, for being a criminal organization. How uh, how many rules you guys have? That's a fair point. I got an answer for you, but I'm not giving it. <sighs> All right. So they proceed to not badly beat you up, but like you get pretty heavily hit. Sure. I'm going to say that you are going to take. Um, let me roll a die and see how much strain you take. But it's going to be strain, not physical damage. I don't think you're taking oh. like real physical damage from this. It's more of a psychological damage. So my soak doesn't matter, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so you just you're just losing two strain. Okay. Uh, then. Ouch! Oof! That hurt. Please no. Less talking. Come on, you call that a punch? Okay, so. Um, I'd like to activate SD's special ability and knock out everyone punching him. <laughs> What's that special ability called? Um, put put him in the dumpster. Oh, okay, I like it. I'll allow it. You're not if the you GM. Flip a force point. I second this. <laughs> so, Keel and Matchstick, you are outside of the base. 
Did we walk there? I assumed we did. I think you did. Gotcha. Matchstick is the only unarmored clone for this. Gotcha. Um, how far away is our landing bay from the thing? I just pulled up Google Maps to try and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's probably a... Time of um, walking. Yeah, so uh, for straight people, probably a half hour walk. For gay people? 20 minutes, and if you're running, maybe 15 Okay, cool. Um, so it's about like two, two to three kilometers. Yeah, about that. Yeah. As you begin to work on cutting through the fence, you look around, checking to make sure the coast is clear. You see a long, Spartan-looking building and catch a snoot full of what smells like stewing fish and warming spices and Ishitib cracked coconut. You make a mountain look to keep an eye on that building. It's probably the mess hall, and it's just about time for dinner. So what I'm going to have you do is roll a average stealth check with a blue die because you have a matchstick with you, like kind of covering your back and everything like that. So it's easier for you to sneak. My dice hate me. My dice actually hate me. Mm -hmm. That is straight up two failures. Oh, no. So, um, just, just two failures. Like, all but one of my, my positive die had blank faces. Oofa doofa. And I even gave you a blue die. So, you're basically immediately spotted by two guys on patrol as you take, like, bolt cutters to the fence to get through. They shout, what the criff are you doing? Or like one of them says that. What the criff are you doing? Like, hey, hey, hey. And he pulls out his blaster. Hey, get away from that fence. You have five seconds before I shoot. Oh, um, sorry. I'm from maintenance. They had requested a, a repair on the fence. What's my difficulty, cat? I'm <laughs> going to say that's an average check with a black die for the fact that you've kind of boneheaded your way into this. That's fair. I swear to God. A success with a threat. Oh, okay, okay. Maintenance. I got I gotcha. Uh no, Trungo, it's okay, it's okay. That's just that's just with maintenance. Trungo is a Kubasian. You wanna Okay, yeah, no. Uh, all right, if you want to keep an eye, I'll finish patrol. Look, um, Trungo, um, the fence, the, the, the fence replacement got delayed. Um, would you be able to wait at the gate at the main entrance for me? See if, uh, see if you can intercept it. Roll a two Persuasion? coercion check. I don't feel like that's coercive, more as persuasive. Hey, um, that is like like. So I'm not using force for that. So like charm. Yeah, I think I guess leadership you can go with charm or leadership, either charm? or. Charm. Okay. I, I think charm is. I think charm's fair. Okay. Roll a uh, <clears throat> roll an easy charm check. Uh, two successes and a threat. And he walks away. 
There is a close one, sir. Yeah, you gotta trust the master here. Each of us has our own skills then, I guess. Yours is boom. Mine's boom. <laughs> Speaking of which, now that we're inside, power station or fuel first? If we make a big enough explosion with the fuel station, we might not need to take out the power. Fair point. Fuel does go up. Such a pretty color, sir. You want to hit fuel first? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Roll another stealth check. Um, with a black die from the threat because yep, what's his face Trongo? Because now they're expecting us to stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 stealth. You said uh, what difficulty? I right. I said the black die, but I didn't say the difficulty. Average. Mm-hmm. Average. Cool. We'll see. That's a lot better. Okay, so those cancel out. So I'm left with a success and a and an advantage. Okay, so I think you fairly effortlessly sneak past like the mess hall. Um, there's like a reasonable crowd of people out there, so it's because you know, people are coming to get dinner and everything like that. Because it's about dinner time, people are coming to get dinner. It's like there's a reasonable amount of people there, just like milling around waiting to get on waiting to get dinner talking to people and like two other two other individuals aren't going to get noticed you know so you um you walk past you get to the corner where the power station is like basically you're right by the big old fuel containing orb that they have there and i think your it was two successes and an advantage uh one success one advantage Okay. There are a couple of guards on top of the fuel orb. Cool. So um, it's fairly conspicuous if you were to, you know, plant some yeah. thermal detonators on it. Could we plant it underneath? You'd still be visible approaching still the fuel visible. orb and that would set off some alarms. Um, okay. And I hold up my fist and in the stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, to top he motions to <laughs> indicate that he he can go left while you go right or uh he, he, he motions like split up you me split or you climb he motions with a, like a grappling gun and then climb this is such an interesting audio medium um i love reminding capital of audio mediums can i see the map again I, yeah so we're coming up approaching power station you are like here, here. and you see okay. the coffee <laughs> two guys up at the top of the fuel orb okay. like there's a little catwalk around the top <clears throat> keel motions at matchstick to split up and keel goes right so keel's headed towards the barracks and correct power station entrance okay matchstick goes left um He's going to do his best to look completely inconspicuous. Just like mm-hmm. walking with purpose. Uh, and he's going to have to roll a separate stealth check from you. But I need you to roll one more. And this is going to be a hard stealth check. Two failures and advantage. My stealth is not good. <laughs> I have three. No. Green. Okay, so uh, I rolled for matchstick. I rolled... How badly do we fuck up? <laughs> well, Matchstick got an exact wash. Okay. 
because I rolled literally the exact same thing on the <laughs> green and purple dice. I have a single like a single pip failure and single pip success. A double pip failure, double pip success, and then a double pip advantage success failure threat. Literally exact match. Welcome to role playing, baby. Hey, what are you doing down there? I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna shoot my grappling hook. Okay. To pull him down. Okay. There are um, two people up there. I know. But as we know, it's falling damage. So if we take one of them out, and hopefully if matchstick catches on as to what I'm doing, we can take them out before it becomes a problem. Uh -huh. um, so grappling hook, I just need to find that stat, is average ranged light check to secure the grappling hook to an object within medium range. OK, so average. Ranged light. Ranged light is not too bad. Oh, right there. Uh, nice. So that's two successes. Those cancel out. One success. Just a straight up success. Okay. Um, yeah. So your plan was to hook and then hook pull. him and pull him down. Fall damage. He's instantly dead. <laughs> Yeah, um, so you're hooking onto him. I think that roll was just a hook onto him. Okay. I think you might need to that roll works. like a um, athletics to pull him down. Okay. Okay, so Matchstick has two successes. And a threat. What is he doing? Is he just going to shoot? Shoot the other guy. Okay. Two successes and a threat? Mm-hmm. So Okey that doke. is... Matchstick is brutal, so that's 11 damage but minus soak. <laughs> um, so yeah, that kills one of them. Cool. And but the I assume is... he doesn't have a silenced weapon. No, he does not. The threat is that we have just caused a ruckus with a blaster. blaster yes, a blaster rings out. And the guy falls off the tower. <laughs> Plex, you and Team Awesome are entering the base through the LZ around the same time as I want to say because of the like mission timing and delays and things like that. Um, you guys, we cut over to you guys entering the base right as the blaster shot rings out. And there's like a bunch of people running away from like the hangar towards where they heard the sound of a blaster and stuff like that. It is up to you as the commanding officer, what you would like to do in this situation. Do you want to use this to your advantage and try to get in in the chaos? Or do you want to wait for people to leave and then sneak in after that? I would think get in on the chaos. Okay. Can I have you roll a average stealth just to see if you get in unnoticed? Ugh. 
two advantages, three failures. <laughs> okay. So the flight control tower basically sees Imperial soldiers coming through a hole in the fence and the red alert siren starts going off. There's a klaxon. Plex, there's an alarm going off. Keel, you hear this alarm going off. Triff, there's an alarm going off. So neither of you realize that both <laughs> of you are responsible for this going south. <laughs> but um, a bunch of guys in pilot uniforms come out of the hangar and like pull blasters on you guys and begin firing after we roll initiative. So I think we're going to roll initiative and then cut over to SD. So cool. Everyone roll cool based initiative. Excellent. Excellent. Three successes. Keel, you got two successes? Negative three successes. Negative three successes. (laughs) Negative (laughs) comma three successes. Three successes. Mastic has an advantage. Uh, The guy he killed is dead. (laughs) That's a good place for a guy who was killed to be. Okay, Plex, what did you roll? Two successes. Gold Squad get... uh, Sorry, the other two clones get one success, one advantage. And then Tina. One success. And the five guys that you are fighting. Seven disadvantages. We're fighting out of five guys? Yeah. By the time we're done with our order, might be ready. Okay. So. We're going to have two, basically two separate combat scenarios running at the same time. We cut over now to SD. You're kind of lying on the ground. You've been left alone. Um, you hear a familiar whoop whoop. Reba? Whoop How do you get in here? Oh, I suppose that makes sense. People don't seem to pay attention to Astromax. Just really not a good thing to do. Papa. Um, okay. So I got a quick tour. I th- <laughs> There's a research and development laboratory. Papa? It seems like a good bet for um where we should end up. It's actually... Pretty much next door, if we can, like, uh, roll over there quick while um, this is all going on. Because uh, I'm sure it's locked down pretty well, but hopefully security's much lighter right now. Papa! And Reba's little scomp uplink comes at, does, like, a little spin. It's, it's definitely Reba showing off, like, <laughs> I can get through it. <laughs> you know, Reba, uh, I have no doubts, and... Lord knows it's been long enough for it. You deserve to do something a little exciting, huh? Ba, 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 ba. All right. Well, let's go. I, I suppose talking's just wasting time. You head over to R&D where I think like you head through like the back entrance to R&D. That, it's that a would little be safer. ideal. Yep. Okay. Uh, you belong there, so you don't need to roll stealth. Um, but I think basically you get to the door outside of R&D. You, and then Reba hooks up to the scomp 
Let's see how Reba does hooking up to this scump. So it's going to be a, would you like to roll for Reba? No. Okay. So it's going to be a, yeah, hard I, with. I am going to flip a light side. Okay. I'm going to, Reba's pretty good at computers. So I'm going to have to re-roll one of my yellow. Easy enough to know which one to re-roll. That's a success and a, an advantage. Good for Reba. Nice. So Reba gets you through the door. Nice job, Reba. Now, um, ba, ba, ba. let's find our let's find our man. Blah, blah. You open the door. Like you go into the R and D building, and as you enter, you are greeted by a familiar-looking Duros. <laughs> Felsum Less is waiting for you in there. You know, I didn't really want to have to do this, but it's going to feel good. And I'm going to go for like a Superman punch. Like just <laughs> run and run and jump. Okay. Yeah. Roll a um, roll. Melee? Yeah. Roll melee. Right. Because it's just melee. It's always the it's same always the same yeah. thing. Um... One success, two advantages. Um, so one success, two advantages. Um, yeah. yeah, should so be a total of five damage. Then. Yeah, I think that's easy enough. Kill you and Matchstick and the thug that's on top of the water tower are, or sorry, fuel tower, are getting ready to tussle. The order is um, kill the thug if you can't kill him this turn, and then okay. Matchstick. Dope. Um, I have my grapple around him. Um, I am going to make an athletics check. To I'm going to call it hard. Okay. I'm going to upgrade, spend a force point. Mm -hmm. This is going to fail now. Um, no. So that's one success and three threats. You pull this guy down. He falls greater than 10 feet, which is all it really takes. And he straight up splats on the ground. <laughs> There's a small ripple of viscera as this guy just eats it. Okay, so Kiel, you now have complete access to the fuel t fuel depot thinger. <clears throat> but there are people um, coming towards you, so you gotta be quick about it. Yeah. Matchstick, you got the charges? Ready and waiting, sir. Okay, I've got and mine. And he slaps one on the thing like chuck, chuck. Um, do I, can I tell where people are coming from? Yes, they're coming from behind you, because you went, you went to the right. You don't exactly have it all that easy. Am I, uh, like, am I aware of where they're coming from? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to put all but one of my charges on the fuel pod. Okay. And activate them. They start doing the thermal detonator beep. Yeah. 
I would like to leave one on the wall at the choke between power station and barracks. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Um, no rolls for that one. I just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're just leaving a thermal detonator. I don't think that takes any effort unless you're throwing it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stick it on the wall. Okay. Um, you ready to book it? I was cloned ready for this. All right. Let's hit it. And I'm going to start running back towards the way that we came. I want to say that I'm unaware of the people coming from the way that we came. You are confronted by a whole big ass crowd of people. Like, no matter how good you are with a gun, you will never survive this kind of situation. Uh, So Han Solo charging into the thing of stormtroopers, basically. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Criff, other way. Sir, through the power station. Through the power station, sir. Um, Kick open the door to the power station. I want to say roll a hard cool check. There's a no, there's a black tie because you're being chased by like an entire base of people. Well, OK, so that's what the hard difficulty is, right? Well, it, right. But like the people were rounding the corner and saw you enter the power station. That is the black tie. I mean, you're also not familiar with the interior of the yeah, power no, I station. Think there's, there's a okay. number of reason why you'd have a black tie in this, honey. Yeah, so that's a failure straight a wash with the threat. On the off chance that it worked, nope. Okay. Matchstick does not keep his cool well either. So I think you guys kind of get turned around and make your way out of the power station this way instead of through the probably better door to go out of. Keel runs into the power station and between the noise from the turbines, the low lighting, the moving pistons and electrical parts, without guardrails because obviously why would anything in Star Wars be OSHA compliant, uh, Keel gets turned around and runs directly into Matchstick, Three Stooges style. Uh, They both yell Criff at the same time. Yeah, and I think at this point, a couple of thugs enter the room coming from like the south at the i'm gonna say the bottom the bottom right yep and you see a familiar looking rodian at their head Criff, it's frankie the bug you don't know who frankie the bug is <laughs> <laughs> you just know he's the guy who picked up space dumpster yeah uh Criff, we're surrounded. Uh, you could say that again. Criff, we're surrounded. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel bad about killing you now. Plex. Yes. You and Gold Squad are facing down five fairly lightly armed blokes in pilots' uniforms. Um, they're like a little concerned because they see people in Imperial uniforms. They're not sure what's going on, but they're ready to throw down with you. Plex, you are up first in initiative. Can I use leadership to give bonuses to the rest of the squad? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to do that if I can. This is where Plex shines, lying and leading the squad. Yeah, leading the squad, not, not as good as lying. How would you go about doing that? Plex is going to get onto the comm system, 
Okay, this is our first encounter. It's only five of them, but this is what you were cloned for. You hear all of them chime in like in unison. Yes, sir. And that comes to one success and two advantages. Okay, so I think they um, will gain the advantage of their clone inhibitor chip, which will basically they've got two blue dice on their next roll. Nice. Because the clone inhibitor chip lets you get bonuses on leadership checks if proper chain of command is followed. I wasn't aware of that, and now I'm glad I did. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so they are going to begin shooting. You're at medium range. Five successes. Okay. Um, So that's a total of 15 damage less so coming at the thugs, which I believe means that two of them are dead. So you have killed two of the guys that are coming at you just like straight up right away. Um, the thugs are going to shoot back at you. I didn't agree to that Medium part. range. Um, let me roll a D6 to see who they shoot at. All right, they shoot at you, Plex. Um, that is <laughs> three successes. So you're taking seven damage minus soak. So I take two wounds then. Yes. It is now Tina's turn. Tina's gonna fire with his two blaster pistols at the remaining dudes. Two successes. Tina is going to hit for eight damage, which is enough to take another one of them out. That was a very successful round of combat for you guys. You just Superman punched Felsum. Mm -hmm. You are going to roll initiative. Three successes and one advantage. Three successes, one advantage. Reba, two successes. Felsum, one success, three advantages. And then for the minions, one success. There are minions? Yeah, there's two minions in there. I didn't know that. It's Bob and Kevin. The, the minions from DreamWorks minions. Yes. You are up first. How's Falsum looking? Uh, pretty all right, all things considered. <laughs> pretty punched. Right. We can <laughs> fix that. He got punched um, once. Uh, Reba, I'm going to need you to find exactly where Crosco Sum is and begin bringing him out of... He's in stasis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Begin bringing him out of stasis. I'll uh, I'll handle this. And okay, what's around? Like I walked in. You see in the R and D offices a couple of desks with some data pads stacked up on them. Uh, one of the desks has a gun, like a, not a not a not a blaster, but a ship mounted gun on it. And there's a neural uplink attached to or like a little I mean, I'm just going to be is what SD would know there's a helmet that has wires coming out of it attached to that gun 
you see a couple of like back to tanks. You see a couple of back to tanks that house various individuals. You don't have time to get a good look at who's in what. Right. Okay. And it seems as though from what you can just barely tell that there's a readout coming from each back to tank of what you, Erica, would probably recognize as brainwave activity. SD probably wouldn't. Yeah, probably not. Um, okay. So I think I want to use one of my, I know it's rare that we use any of our talents. Right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what but my I, I want to use, um, I have a talent called Bad Motivator. Once per session, I can make a bad motivator action to make a hard mechanics check and cause one targeted device to spontaneously fail. I would like that ship, like not turbo laser, but like, yeah. No, it's a turbo like, laser. It's a turbo laser. Good God. <laughs> I would like that to fail. <laughs> um, okay. Roll, roll. That. You have to get to it, don't you? Or no, it's no. just like a. it happens through the will of the force. Well, uh, it, it specifies that I don't have to access it in the rules for bad motivator. Yes, yeah, so then it just happens thanks to the wills, I guess. One success and four advantages. Oh, baby. <laughs> Mechanics is my good roll. So when you take ship stats and apply them to people, you multiply by 10. This is so dumb, I'm gonna die. <laughs> But what a way to go. So you are going to be shooting at Felsom, I guess, with this thing. I'm just making it malfunction. Okay. <laughs> um, can I have, because I don't have a force die, can I have one of you just roll a force die for me? Or flip a coin, either or. Two light side. That's what I got. Wait, Aaron, did you? Did you both we roll got the two same light thing. side? It's got to okay. be two light side. Yeah, so if you had rolled dark side, it was going to hit Reba. Nope, we can't have that. I would rather hit SD. You can repair Reba. You can repair SD. But no, you can't. Not in the same way you can repair Reba. <laughs> yeah, but SD also doesn't die for a long time because that's how player characters work in Star Wars. I think if you get hit by a ship gun, you're probably dead. I would fight tooth and nail not to die from a ship gun. <laughs> You'll let like, me live out of annoyance. If it were me, I would not. I would simply not die from a ship gun. Rip to them, <laughs> but I'm different. Okay. So thank you for rolling lights. It's on. okay. We have the force. Yes, you've got on our the, side. The, the wills appear to be on your side today. Um, so. Jesus. Um, SD, what's your gunnery skill? Uh, two yellows and a green. Oh, no. I'm, I'm actually good at using shift guns. I can't use handheld guns oh, at no. all, but I'm good no. at using shift guns. <laughs> so um, the shift gun just turn like randomly malfunctions and turns and shoots at Felsom because the two the two light side that you rolled indicate that it's gonna hit Felsom and not the minions the gun just randomly fires 
And I rolled a net triumph, success, and advantage. (laughs) Aaron, would you like to give Felsum Less a death line? Because I think he just took like 90 damage. (laughs) Yeah. Plus a crit. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Alec. It is always so disappointing when a new recruit doesn't work out. And then... (laughs) It's like loud as hell. The two guys in there with you who didn't die are holding their ears on the ground. Like there's blood coming out of their ears. Their eardrums are completely ruptured. And there's a huge criffin hole in the wall. And through that hole, you manage to spot the blown off door of the power station... Keel, Matchstick, a bunch of Crimson Dawn guys, and Frankie the Bug. Blasters drawn on each other with just a gigantic grin on Matchstick's face. That was incredible. And that's where we'll end the episode. Space Dumpster was played by Erica Belsass, who can be found on Twitter at Belsass or on twitch.tv slash Belsass. That's B-E-L-S-A-A-S. Plex Sutsu was played by Aaron Cotter, who can be found on Twitter at Adorable, or on our other podcast, Marking Out With My Girlfriend. Kiel Krennic was played by Emma Hislop, who can be found on Twitter at Nocturne Musings, and making Kat and Kira suffer through movies on Unsound Theories. The Dark Side campaign is jammed by me, Kathleen Hislop. You can find my tweets at CatCelestnia, or my games at CatCelestnia.itch.io. Chicks with Dice is a Sosa's media production. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love. By recommending the show to a friend, you not only help us grow our community, you also get to share the hijinks with the people who matter to you most. You can help us create this show and others like it by supporting us on Patreon. You'll gain access to exclusive content like early releases of episodes, side quest adventures, and much more. Become a supporter, visit patreon.com slash sosasmedia. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com for more. The Star Wars RPG played in this podcast is the property of Lucas Books. It was made by an incredible team of devoted designers who were fired by the private equity firm that owns Fantasy Flight Games and is now published by Edge Studios. Until next time, stay wizard. Can I tell you that my family is very weird? We know. I am aware of this. What now? Ten years ago, in 2011, we discovered that my grandpa, in his back room cupboard thing, Uh had a ten-year-old beer. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Which we called the decade beer. Uh Uh-huh. We drank it. It was still okay because it was Bud Light. Yeah, it's not going to be get any worse, I guess. It's no, it's not. So my cousin Joe in 2011 bought a PBR to <laughs> refill the decade beer so that in 10 more years we could have another decade beer. And guess what? <laughs> it's been it's 2021, it. baby. It's time for decade beer number 2. Oh my god, that's awful. <sighs>